Hello there and welcome back to Knights of the Nerd Republic, the show where your favorite nerds bring you all the news and commentary from the galaxy far, far away. I am going to be distracted by that gif. I'm going to change, <laughs> change my window. I am your host, Jared the Dark Jedi, Bachman Stubbs, and in-house we have your favorite Gungan Sith Lord, Levi Bomb. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't I asking to have my ears blown out by the Oyo Boyos, you but did. that was a good one. You did two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You, you were like, now that we're in-house, so I better get one giant freaking Oyo Boyo, and there you have it. All right, so, yeah, it's good to be here. Um, I do have a pinched nerve in my back because I slept wrong, but other than that, I'm happy for today. I'm very, I'm very excited for, for today's today. topic For as a few well. reasons. One of them is because we have a guest with us. We do. And I'm going to save the best for last with that guest. Oh, okay. Uh, but joining us on top of our mystery guest, we also have Spence the Mando Simpson. Hello, everybody. That was by far my favorite Oyo Boyo that we have ever <laughs> experienced. <laughs> we are also joined by the Lord Keeper himself, Connor Chikiti. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. And we are joined by our illustrious guest, the one, the only, Broaxium Stone Daniel Miller. Woo! I got tongue tied, but it's okay. <laughs> What's up, people? How you guys doing? We are great. We're very excited to have you on. And I'm Gucci. Yeah. You are Gucci? Gucci. I thought you said Gucci. No, I only use it. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically. Uh, Dan, you are a return guest and old friend of the show, but in case anybody is not familiar, where can the lovely people find you and all the work that you do in the Star Wars space? You can find me uh, personally at Stay on Target 42. It's everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and stuff. I have nothing on my YouTube, but where you can really find me and my boy Chris Ryans, uh, we do a, uh, we've got a lot more people on board now at Broaxium besides me and Chris, but you find us Broaxium. On YouTube is where most of our content is. We promote a lot of it through our uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, but yeah, just Broaxium, B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M. Absolutely. Be sure you guys check out all the lovely stuff coming out of Broaxium. Dan, Chris, and company are some lovely folks producing some lovely content. Mm -hmm. And you've also seen uh, Dan's handsome mug recently on the <laughs> Blue Bantha Milk Co. Uh, an AI wrote episode 10. Um, speaking of the homies over Blue Bantha Milk, best wishes, thoughts, loves, and yes, prayers uh, go out to Matt, his family, and his old man. Um, nothing but love for you guys. Uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers uh, over the next couple days, and be sure to spread some love to our pals over at Blue Bantha Milk Co. Um, all that said, we do have a little bit of news we're going to address up top here. Uh, nothing too earth shattering. Shattering. I developed a speech impediment, kind of on the plate. <laughs> uh, you, you, you'll have to little hard at that one. That was unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> uh, I finally have a release date uh, for Star Wars: The Bad Batch uh, as a surprise to absolutely nobody. Wow. Uh, they're dropping it on May the fourth. Oh, we know what that match is about. That's the thing that's coming. And we also have a port for Republic Commandos coming to the PS4 and Nintendo Switch, or PlayStation period, 4 and 5, and the Nintendo Switch. That's pretty cool. Yes. Thoughts on either Spencer? I'm going to go um, here. 
I loved the Clone Wars when it was on air, and even just seeing more content from the, you know a spinoff with that same style and with those same uh, characters. I'm very excited about the Bad Batch show. I think it has the potential to be. No, nah, I won't say that. I was going to say it has the potential to be the best Star Wars show that we've ever gotten. I guess any show has that potential. Um, it's going to depend a lot about uh, in a lot on what kind of content they bring us. We already know we can look forward to seeing um, uh, Fennec, Shan, and um, what the Bad Batch is probably doing around about Order 66. We get to keep tabs on Echo throughout, which is going to be really cool in continuing his uh his story arc as a character um also i'm more excited i think for the republic commandos port because um i think to this day it is my favorite star wars game i've ever played um because it's like a first person shooter but the mechanics are so interesting with like you actually and actively being a squad member in more than just title um, and like ordering your squad around to do different things and do like door breaches and like take sniper position commando, you know, I, like I, I just, it's, it's, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just like, it was, it was so much fun to play. You know, I recently went back and replayed part of it just because the mechanic is so cool to me. It, it doesn't get old. And, um, I think getting more Republic commando content for the more updated systems would be awesome you know we get better graphics hopefully and we get um possibly some dlc as well um to go along with it i'm i'm very excited excellent uh connor any thoughts on uh the news for this week um bad batch i'm excited for uh i can't remember where i saw this on twitter and what it was verbatim but the basic gist of it was you're it's, muted. It's You're doing muted. the thing. It's very poetic <laughs> that um, Clone Wars season seven ended on May fourth, and by that, the end of we saw the end of the Republic, and now this May fourth, we're going to be seeing the start of the Empire through the Bad Batch show. Connor, Connor. I am. Streamyard is not <laughs> We're good. Cool. He's, in, he's in webcam purgatory. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for Bad Batch. I feel like it's going to be, I don't want to say sleeper hit, but like for lack of a better term, sleeper hit. I think there's um, that. I think you got, I think you're on with that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, neat, Bad Batch. And then it's going to come on everybody's going, oh, holy shit, the Bad Batch. Like, I think it might end up being the TV version of Solo. Where it was like, <laughs> no, but like, there were very few people who were like clamoring for it. Uh, but by the end, it's going to be it's going to be a fan favorite. Oh, for sure. Yep. And then Republic Commando, I'm excited for because the only time I've ever really played it was when I was up at a uh, roommate, a uh, college friend of mine's dorm about like three years ago when I was in college, he had it up there and he suggested I play some of it. So I was like, all right, cool. I've heard good things about this game. And I faced off against super battle droids for the first time. And so knowing that super battle droids apparently were super easy to kill both in 
the movies, the shows, and other video games before this, I pretty much thought, oh, this will be a cakewalk. Nope. They're called Super <laughs> Battle Droids for a reason. They're incredibly hard. And I'm excited to yeah. face off against them again on the PS5. So, Yeah. That was something I found out as well, is that like in most of the shows and stuff, like one blaster bolt will take out a super battle droid, even though they're super. But like in yeah. Republic Commandos, you gotta put lots and lots of blaster bolts, or you gotta like direct hit them with a with a grenade launcher to take them out. I was like, wow, these guys are actually pretty difficult. Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> I feel like the game sets the record straight, you know. Like in the movie, they gotta give you that spectacular, like everyone's destroying these things like it's no problem but really you know what about the you know everyone else you're not seeing everyone knows that the b1 battle droids are are nothing but those super battle droids are pretty big boys yep yeah boys uh episode them well yeah there's one that takes two shots to yeah and he just (laughs) no there's one he just gets back pimp slaps whoever's in front of him and, and keeps Oh, yeah, he pimp slaps yeah, the D1 right. battle droid. That's right. He's just like... I'm not making that up, am I? No, no, no. That's definitely Geonosis Attack yeah. of the Clones. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I, uh, Bad Batch. Now, if you've ever read the... Um, I think this was... Uh, I, I can't remember the, the writer, but it was definitely during the Star Wars run uh, in the comic books, uh, Marvel Comics... Scar Squadron was basically the same thing. It was these, you know, the squad of like five dudes who were all different. They had a big brawler, you know, a smart guy. They had like a Rambo. Like it was almost exact. And Chris um, Ryan's, he's on a running theory that the Bad Batch eventually becomes Scar Squadron. Squadron, And then they're led by another guy like the the original Mm -hmm. crew. I mean, it could be possible if they're not aged, like if they don't have the aging tech or whatever, some of them all had, you know, since they're different, these guys are different. Maybe they still can live long enough, but I'm excited because is this during the, like the Clone Wars time? Are we just seeing a separate story being told alongside of the Clone Wars timeline? I never think it's like at the tail end. Okay. Yeah. Cause in the trailer, we see them witnessing the, the attempt on my life has left me scarred. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, All right. We, so. See them, we see them see the first Galactic Empire. Like we see that they are seeing that. Cool. Cool. So presumably this picks up at the like mm-hmm. half hour left mark of Revenge of the Sith. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited. As for Republic Commando, I've never. Never played it. Oh, yeah, you missed that, out. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, well, I won't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be coming out, and I'm gonna check that game out definitely. So, sounds like fun. Is it? Is there gonna be a multi? Not like multiplayer, as in, but like, are you able to do like some co-op with a friend or anything? Is that involved in this game? I think there was online in the original game, so I assume they're gonna do what they did for. Um, OG Battlefront 2 where they kind of revived that whenever the the newer platform kind of came out. So I would I would assume they'll do some kind of of uh online platform, but I don't know for sure. All right. Cool. Cool. Hey, Batman's on screen. Um <laughs> Levi, 
Yeah. Thoughts on the news, friend? Yeah. Uh, I didn't play Commandos either, actually. Ha! See? I I did, but it was actually Renegade Squadron on uh, the Nice. Not the same thing. Very uh, different game. Very, yeah. very underrated game. We, uh, I agree. Shameless plug. Connor and I were on uh, Skywalking Through the League this week on their live stream, and I brought up that that game that I was like, it feels like a fever dream. <laughs> right. No like, one talks whole, about it. Did it exist? Yeah, yeah. It did it exist? The whole it, it, the, the plot is based around two experimental clones who aren't clones of Django, but are clones of the force sensitive and like one becoming a dark sider and one becoming a Jedi and them fighting through the galactic civil war. One of them trains with Rom friggin Coda for a minute. It's a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> Nobody talks about it. No, but as far as the Bad Batch goes, um, so I, I made it apparent that I, I wasn't sweet on the Bad Batch episode mm-hmm. or the Bad Batch themselves. They felt like just character tropes instead of characters. They felt like cardboard cutouts who that could move, um, like a bunch of flat Stanleys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But you know that can change with their own show, and I hope it does. Uh, I'm, I really, really love the Clone Wars art style, right? Especially you know fourth season beyond seventh season was beautiful, it's mm. beautiful, and it looks like we're gonna get the same treatment with Bad Batch. Uh, so I, I'm excited. Hopefully, this show will get me to like them more than I do. I am. I don't dislike the Bad Batch. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, though, where my excitement is less about the characters involved and more with the the, the time period. Uh, like whenever Connor and I were on Skywalking, we I am way more interested in seeing the transition from the Galactic Republic to the Galactic Empire than I am to see any of the Bad Batch's adventures. Really, um, I want both. But yeah, I get I'm, what you're saying. I'm excited for both, but me personally, I I'm way more invested in seeing how the Republic, you know, does that on a dime heel turn. Hmm. And that that's what I'm more excited about. Some of my favorite legend stories happen during the transition of of Republic to Empire. You know, Dark Lord, the Rise of Darth Vader comes to mind. Um, where like the Empire is still using clones, the Empire is still using Republic tech. You know that's where the, the whole concept of Darth Vader just having a black Jedi starfighter came from. Yeah, uh, because you know the ties had not gone into production yet. Stuff like that. I I really like that era for the Empire. Oh yeah, yeah. So, there's some cool stuff. That would be cool. Wish you could cosplay spaceship. <laughs> That'd be like a deep cut. That'd be a nice deep cut. I I've seen people do it. Oh, yeah. Be the Imperialis. Okay. Yeah. I. Oh, goddamn. I used to have it. I want to find it now. I used to have that toy of just like it was really? a black and gray Jedi starfighter with an Imperial symbol slapped on it. Cool. Uh, and it came with like a Vader figure to pilot it. Closest thing I had was the Darth Vader Transformer. That was another thing and we talked was, about on Skywalk. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Transformers. Yep. Never got the Millennium Falcon. Very disappointed in that. But I had Obi-Wan. I had... Off the top of my head, I had Obi-Wan, Anakin. 
the other Starfighter version of Vader. Uh, both versions of Grievous, and I did get the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, aside from me ruining my friendship with Levi now over <sighs> toys that we neither of us could probably find right now. Oh, I can find mine. You, you... I kept both <laughs> ends of my Transformers and my Bionicles, but I was an idiot and I let my cousin customize my Bionicles. Oh, well, cool now. <laughs> How but dare I you? Want originals <laughs> again, and it's never gonna happen. <laughs> I, I cannot. For the life of me, because I threw all the instructions away Naturally. once I built them. Mm-hmm. Right? They weren't collectibles to me. They were toys. They were awesome. That All American Rejects song from the trailer. Oh, right. Then yeah, I, I can't put them together. But that's a lot of the situation with mine. Is like mine has, has changed so many different kids' hands of like kids borrowing my shit. Like, yeah, I was I was never like a, I was I've never been a figure collector. That's never really been my thing. So like. Every so often, I'd be like, "Man, that'd make a really nice display piece in the studio." Where is yeah, that? Yeah, right. I, shit, I, shit. I, Other I, kid I, has it. I did that with uh, Charles Soule's Lando Number One. Um, mm. I just gave it to some friend to read. Never saw it again. First printing. It's a shame. It was very upsetting <laughs> to me. Darn. Never let pe- never let people borrow your collectibles that you don't know are collectibles. How dare you? It's a it's 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 a <laughs> sin. It shouldn't be a sin. Yes, greatest advice: don't take your toys to school. Do yeah. not take your toys to school. Yep. I lost a couple of my uh, transformers that way. I lost one really cool Yu Gi Oh card called Victory Dragon. Oh, worth some money. But would you sell it? Would you sell it if you had it now? Or would you just like to have the bragging rights of knowing you have something worth that much money? <laughs> yeah, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's here for the flex. Um, mm-hmm. All that. If, you, sorry, if you remind me, I can bring a couple Transformers in. If there is a section one. of the room that does need decoration that I might take you up on that for. Okay. You know, those things, when I was a kid, I feel a little old saying that, but... <laughs> They were extremely hard to put back together. Like you could make them into the man, and then like you would try to make them back into a truck. Yeah. And I'm like where does the leg go? <laughs> there are a few that I just can't do. Like Megatron and the gun. I I can't turn him into the gun if I turn him into the man. And there's <laughs> a, one bulldozer from the first movie. I I can't put him in a bulldozer form. Save my life. That's very I just trying to put him into a man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have made them. I have deconstructed him into the man. But how do I make him back into the machine? <laughs> right. And while we are still off track, what a pathetic supervillain the original Megatron was. Just turns into a giant gun. I, I was, was so lame. Who was shooting it? Yeah, and whoever he. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I I agree with you, Levi. We can go back on track if you want. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Coming soon to the Nerd Academy Podcast Network, uh, Dan and Levi are just going to do a Transformers podcast. Not actually about Transformers, just about trying to understand what the hell Megatron was going for. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't matter because he died in that form. Then he became Galvatron, I think. So. Doesn't matter. Transformers Deep Lore is a blind spot for me. 
Uh, but uh, the latest show on Netflix has been great. Sorry. I've heard good things. <laughs> Moving into today's Moving topic. On. We are talking our favorite scoundrels. We've been uh, we've we've been keeping this one in the chamber for whenever we needed to do a topic episode. And I was convinced there was more Star Wars news this week than there was. And then I went to do the notes and I went, oh, it's only the two See, things. I thought there wasn't. That's why I asked. Mm. Doing a topic. Yeah, but- Levi was on top of this one. Uh, so we are finally doing our favorite scoundrels. And Dan, we're going to kick to you first, bud. Oh, good. Good. Because I, I didn't want someone taking this away from me. <laughs> now, with like you know the release of all the new comic books since the Disney buyout and they you know completely reamped everything, uh, a little writer named Kieran Gillen came up with a character that has been nothing but spectacular um, since her you know first comic book she came out in. Doctor Afra is a scoundrel. No ifs ands or buts about it. She is definitely a scoundrel. She's out for herself all the time. Her character development and her popularity are one and the same because it's so like it, it's so good. Like she's so well written and she took off because she has so many layers to her. And she's just like a she's just like Han Solo in a way, you know? She seems to be out for herself, but when she's faced with a decision where she needs to do something good and something right, she usually ends up doing it. I I love Dr. Afra. She is She's got the two coolest droids with her all the time. A murder bot, Triple uh, Zero, who is basically a silver 3PO that just wants to torture people all the time. <laughs> and, and they got BT1, who is a uh, – he's an astromech, but he was like – with like this arsenal, this programming that he's a battle. He's, a, he's supposed to be this prototype battle astromech, and he's dangerous, and he doesn't care. He just wants to – blow everything up them three are the greatest team i love it i love everything about dr afra every situation she's gotten into she has the greatest character development in the comic books in my opinion so yeah dr afra is my scoundrel nice i remember back in the day when she was first introduced in the pages of the uh darth vader series yeah that like i thought she issue number three she didn't. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Everybody thought, yeah. I, I I remember whenever I was first reading that and seeing the reviews about it, there are a lot of people who were like, she's about to become a fan favorite. Like, it was very clear from the beginning that Afro was going to be somebody who stuck around. And, um, you know, in the same way that Star Wars television and animation has Ahsoka Tano, Star Wars comics have Dr. Afro. I think I think that she's kind of like the comic book Ahsoka where, you know, she, you know, kind of shows up here. She shows up there. Everybody loves her. Everybody wants to see her make the jump to live action. I'm definitely in that crowd of people who would like to see uh, Afra get that kind of treatment or at the very least bring her into animation. Damn it. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I think Afra's a solid pick. And I had a feeling you were going to go with her. Um Whenever I pitched you the episode idea, so I, yeah, no, Afra's great, and uh, there's a Darth Vader tie-in, so obviously you have my vote with that. one. Yeah, I mean she's this archaeologist. She's like a Lara Croft, uh, Indiana Jones type character, but with this darker side to her, where you know Indiana Jones is like a hero, 
Um, Laura Croft, same thing, but she's not. She's the anti-hero. She's all about herself, all about making some money, and that's why why she falls in the scoundrel department. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she wasn't that, she would definitely be in the protagonist hero department. But you know, she seems to make the right decision when she needs to. She's she's helped people out most of the time, though it was for her own good. Um, but she's work. She she's not totally evil. She's right there in the middle, and and it makes her such a likable character because we've all felt the temptations to you know, like you were talking about that Yu Gi Oh card. Yep. It's worth all of this money. I got to I wish I had that. <laughs> it all, you know, we've all got them them tendencies. So not as not as extreme as Afra, but you know, that's how she's so relatable. I love that. Very nice. Yeah. If I ever read the comics, I guess I have to read. Yeah. You got to pick it up. You like yeah, I'm super behind with Afra and I need to start. I, I met Kieran Gillen at a comic book signing. He signed my Afro comic number one. Uh, he signed my the Vader comic that she first appeared in and all that. Uh, I It's a shame I could barely understand him uh, because <laughs> he has such a thick Irish accent. And he was like, I guess, like jet lagged horribly. And they basically shoved him off from the airport right to the comic book signing. And I was just like... I was like, hey, I said, so what, how did you like really come up with the idea for Afro? And he's like, well, you know, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> he looked up at you, he handed you the comic, and went potato. <laughs> but it, it was, it was very difficult to understand what he was saying. He was so out of it and tired. And he's like, oh, sorry, Mike. You know, it, it's like I've been on the plane for twelve hours now, and they just supposed to be right off in here. <laughs> it's all right, man. Don't worry. You don't have to talk about her. But he tried to tell me that he wanted to have someone that you know wasn't afraid of Vader, who gave you that Han Solo feel, but you know also was a little bit more darker to add a little spice to the Vader comic and everything. So it was it was perfect. She was perfect. Nice. Well, one of the most exciting things about Afra is having somebody to like be slightly goofy in front of Darth Vader. <laughs> is it like she? You know, like, like yeah, she's she's a darker character, you know. Like she's, you know, on, on the light side, dark side spectrum. I think she skews like center dark. You know, my kind of girl. That, but the fact that she kind of like, but she doesn't play it 100% serious, right? Even around Vader, like, there's like a silliness and fun to her. Bad characters can be funny, they can't be funny, and they're even guys, antagonists, and they're even funnier when they're being an a a goof ass, yes, in front of Darth (laughs) fucking Vader, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, she is afraid of him. She's mentioned it plenty of times that she's always one second away from him, just, you know. <laughs> she's definitely scared, but, you know, she just doesn't show it. She tries to keep her cool every time she's around him and, and talking all that shit. And I, just, I love it. Well, is it is it basically because she knows she can't do anything to him? So she might as well just 
Yeah, jackass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's hired by her, and that's how like their relationship kind of oh, starts. Okay. Um, and like it, it's basically him doing the like, if you fail me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> um, and she's like, noted. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I couldn't annoy you though. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's been times where Vader's even just like, you know, will you shut that mouth of yours? <laughs> <laughs> those words but you know there's been a couple of times where he's mentioned that she's insufferable when it comes to her chattering away i love it but he doesn't kill her he doesn't kill her that's I, funny yeah prove that anakin is alive in there somewhere <laughs> deep deep down he tried there, there's he a way once she did get away yeah he Was did that the he, first comic i think it's in the vader series where he tries to I take her out. Yeah. yeah 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 uh but there is a there's just a little bit of Anakin in there still. And that's mm. how you know is that Vader even for a second puts up with her. Deep, 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 deep down in the darkest, deepest recesses of, of Vader's brain is an Anakin Skywalker who is pissing himself every time Afra opens her mouth. Like There's a part of Anakin that is alive and well. It is kept alive by Afra and her fuckery. Mm-hmm. So you see, like I can see that part of Anakin just be like, it's funny, you can laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I never want to hear Darth Vader laugh. I remember Soul <laughs> Calibur 4, okay? If you do Vader's arcade path and you you beat the, the, the Vader arcade, he laughs maniacally at the end of it. <laughs> You don't want to hear Vader laugh. Like <laughs> you, you just really don't. Like was it, it just awkward laugh or was it maybe his respirator? Maybe his respirator was on the fritz and he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a maniacal laugh and it is it's horrific. Oh, well, it, you don't want to hear. Caliber's it. not canon. Yes, this is true. Not my Vader. <laughs> Hashtag. Let's start Kennedy, it. Kennedy doesn't hate Darth Vader, makes him laugh. Um, I'm going to try to pull it up, put cast it on the TV. Levi. Yeah. Your favorite scoundrels. Now that I've had more time to think, I actually thought of quite a few. So I'm just going to say one for now because one or two might be yours and yours. So just going to. So I'll have to like stick to my character and say Dash Rendar is my uh, my favorite scoundrel, and I hate that people hate on him because he has that '90s look. I don't freaking know what that means. Dash is great. <laughs> I love his cockiness. I love Dash. Yeah, yeah. His uh, yeah, he is a mercenary, but like he he prefers to work for not the Empire, right? Uh, that is certainly his step up in the galaxy. Is not just working for the Empire. Right. Uh, In his game, his Nintendo 64 game, which isn't really playable by today's standards, he's a total Chad. Right? (laughs) He uh, takes down one of the AT-ATs, and that was canon. I don't know if it still is. Uh, Fights an AT-ST on foot. uh, Kills one of the IG-88s on Ord Mantell. That is awesome, and that boss fight scared me because it was so dark in that room, and and all IG-88 does is spray those purple pulse fire cannons. Holy crap. It fights Boba Fett to a standstill. 
right? Tracks Boba Fett down. Like he originally, uh, Dash is the reason they found uh, uh, Han Solo mm. after Boba Fett took him. Uh, and then blows up the freaking space mafia. and then in the chaos fakes his own death now he's like sipping Bacardi on on a beach planet with a different name (laughs) real quick I'm going to interrupt you for one second as I pulled up the video of Vader's uh, Soul Calibur 4 ending so um, okay can we hear the laugh we we will be able to oh god you decided to torture us (laughs) yeah I decided it's one of those if I have to see it you do things great thanks Okay, so uh, people watching the YouTube version, direct your eyes to the TV behind us. And hopefully this, this isn't an eardrum blowing out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's enough of that before we get a copyright strike. Because uh, the Imperial March. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't like it. I don't. Not because of Soul Calibur. No, because it's <laughs> going to be the Imperial March music. Um, yeah, that's Vader's laugh. You never need to hear that again. <laughs> I don't like it. Not at all. I think he might laugh a little bit more at the end, but I think there's too much Imperial March there to get away with that. Anyway, I apologize for interrupting you, Levi. I was pretty much done. Yeah. He's a, he's a badass. You commonly refer to Dash. I should uh, make this full screen again so we can see everybody. I almost forgot to as do that. As the better Han Solo. Uh, yeah, yeah, you commonly refer to him as the better Han Solo. Yeah, I do. Do you actually... Is that something you actually... with that? I have a problem with it. I just want to know, like, is that actually your, your take, or is that like your, I'm Levi, I'm going to say the thing I know is going to like piss somebody off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's nope. better when he does it with such an even-keeled voice. Like, I, You are the most even guy I've ever listened to. I love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, you should meet one of our friends, uh, Luke, from, from school. He... Oh my His god. His deadpan delivery cracks me the hell up, but <laughs> tone and it's here all the time. Um, oh, guys, I won the lottery. No, it's is a right there. <laughs> I, genuinely for me, he's genuinely more likable than oh original trilogy Han Solo. That's gonna a really say it. spicy gonna take. say it. Yeah, I think it's overrated. I think a lot of things in Star Wars, the, the original trilogy are overrated. But shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Calm shots, but listen, shots. Listen, I love you. I know that would have been called corny and stupid in any other franchise, but in Star Wars, it's loved and appraised, and it's like all oh, the the greatest freaking words since the Bible. And, yeah. <laughs> I'll debate you on that at a later date because I stand by. I don't it's know. <laughs> We don't have time to get into this. Sir. Listen, there's nothing funnier than like 
Levi, who's just like a really calm hot take machine, and me, who just like can't help but be a loud contrarian. Then you put us both in the same room where like my my impulse to be the contrarian turns into me defending the mainstream opinion, but like in the weirdest way that I can. He he makes me defend the rise of Skywalker, and I don't like it when it happens. Um, oh, Levi, it I need to hear it. I need to hear your takes on the rise of Skywalker. Really, <laughs> we'll need to have you on another time. Then. Awesome, good. Yeah, we'll have to do yeah. another rise of Skywalker group therapy at some point, so we can all just get and you you can't out scream into the void and then call it a day. And you can't like give me reasons through text. Like you, I gotta hear it from your voice because it'll make it that much better for me. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, good. Awesome. Just a little sneak peek. I don't like Ray in that film at all. Good. Zero like for the main freaking character. I'm here for it. God, uh, who, who are we doing this? <laughs> if you have other ones, you can rattle some more. No, I'll, I'll wait to see if any of yours coincide. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that case, Connor. Yes. I don't talk about him that much. But I got to go with my main man, Cad Bane. Hmm. Uh, his introduction in the 22nd episode of the first season, Hostage Crisis, where he legit goes into an, a Senate building and holds a group of senators hostage for a time just captivated me the first time I saw it on screen in The Clone Wars. And just not, yeah, I've never looked back. He is so cool, just both just as a person because he's very calm and collected, and his character design's really cool. It's very evocative of the man with no name in the uh, Dollars trilogy. Uh, he has um, he's very cocky, but like there's definitely a sort of he's cocky, but like he can back it up too. He can afford to be cocky. Yes, he's he can afford. The guy, the guy yep. infiltrated. Totally. Didn't he infiltrate the temple? I think so. Yeah, he stole a hol- he stole a holocron from the temple. Like, come on. Um, he's just so cool. He's no nonsense. He's smart. He's you know cunning. Uh, and I think probably one of my favorite moments. Hold on, hold back on it. Did you just say we already covered this previously? Yeah, he talks like Squidward. He kind of does. Now that I think about it, right? Yeah, he just doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But everything else, yeah. Can I see it. Bass clarinet. I, yeah, I, I, I forget time. about. I forgot about this. Sir. Ed <laughs> <laughs> Bain just like walking into the Krusty Krab, just like strapped. <laughs> Hey, crap. This is my two weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think one of my favorite uh, things was when I can't remember what episode or what season it was, but he kills this clone trooper. But before killing him, he switches out their outfits. So he's disguised as a clone trooper and they're now in his outfits. So the so Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka all think that, oh, this clone trooper killed Cad Bane. He's done for. And no, that's not the case now. 
So it's just, it for me at least, it's really, it was really cool and still is really cool to see a bounty hunter and scoundrel as successful as Cad Bane yes. in Star Wars. Yeah. Instead so. of just being told they're successful like Django and uh, Boba. Yeah. And we I- all see those stories. It's just, for those, it's sort of, We've seen them fail over and over again, so they never got that reputation for the most part, for some part from the fans. But Cad Bane sort of just he showed it mm-hmm. so. on the on the screen. Yep, now, I'm right there with you, Connor. If I'm being honest, you stole one of mine. Um, nice. I, I love Cad. You know, I hey, I everything with me Star Wars related always comes back to the Jedi, the Sith, and the Force, and all of that stuff. And uh, the Same. fact that Ed Bane is a Jedi hunter, you know, he has confirmed Jedi kills and gets into a lightsaber duel with Obi-Wan Kenobi and survives it. That is true. I forgot about that. He was on his heels the whole time, though. Yeah, that's fair. He's also not a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And had to, you know, absolutely dunk on and steal the lunch of Quinlan Voss to get his sword to do it. I, um, I just have a like I just defend Obi-Wan all the time. It it's just like reaction. Sorry. Oh, that's how I am with Kylo Ren. You can you can get me to say you can get me to defend some of the most egregious behavior if the wrong person is saying anything mean about Kylo. <laughs> um, I can confirm. Yeah. Listen, we the, can confirm. My, one of my one of the most proud moments of my personal growth as a human being was whenever Spencer and I were doing the season one versus tournament, and I, I just outright said Kylo Ren can't beat Exar Kun. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I've grown as a person. I could say that, uh, but no, yeah, Cad's absolutely one of my favorites. He's, he's, he's so, he's such a badass. He's so cool. Yeah. Like the, the the obi-wan in disguise arc of the clone wars is dude reiko hardeen yes i love a really good one that's voice um especially listening to the clone wars stories of light and dark uh his like retelling of the obi-wan in disguise story uh he's like so i stole the guy's hat like it was (laughs) yeah i love his voice it's so good um I love I love me some Cad Bane Spencer. You're the you're 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 the Clone Wars historian amongst us here. Uh, th- th- thoughts on Cad? Cad Bane. I think it's best summarized. Like I think him as a character and his abilities is best summarized in the box story arc when Count Dooku is like going around like the circle, like introducing all the bounty hunters that that have been you know hired to participate in the box. And he ends with like he ends with Embo and then Cad Bane is last and, and he introduces like Embo, your bounty tallies last season were second only to one Cad Bane who needs no introduction. And I'm like, honestly, yeah, like if you were to make a list of the best bounty hunters in the like in the the Skywalker saga era, like probably Boba Fett is number one and then either Cad Bane or Django is number two. Like it's, it's almost indisputable that he's one of the absolute greatest of all time. Definitely the best in the clone wars, early, early galactic civil war era. Like he's, he's awesome. 
Absolutely. Yep. And uh, now it's. Uh, I was going to ask you: Are you going to? Are you going to do your? Uh, every time Cad Bane comes up, you, I feel like we need to address the fact that we need to see how he died in anime. Yeah. Yeah. What a robbery! <laughs> what a freaking robbery! Give me, give me less episodes of those freaking sisters on Coruscant. Give me a Western standoff, spaghetti Western standoff between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Give me the passing of the torch, but no. I agree. I, I am still hoping that we see that in Book of Boba Fett. I'm still hoping Ooh. for the flashback. I want to see Daniel Logan. I want to see Daniel Logan finally get to play grown-up Boba Fett. Um, put that cosplay to good use. Okay. <laughs> And see a live action Cad Bane do it all live action, make Levi very happy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they just helmeted like some actor to do it. Just don't even I, take the helmet off and then do the standoff. I don't know. I don't need Daniel Logan. I'm sorry. I, I only it. want to see him do it because he posts about him being Boba Fett all the time. And yeah, I so does that other guy who's Anthony, whatever his name is. They're, they're living in a dream world, Neo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, all, all Boba Fett's are valid. I almost said all Boba Fett's matter, and I don't want to make that joke. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drifted Good form. Too. Good form. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Thank then, you. I do believe uh, it is uh, Spencer's turn. Spencer. Ah, yes. Thank you, Levi. Um, Spencer. I don't know how spicy of a take this is going to be, but I have such like a professional crush on Woody Harrelson. Like, there is nothing I have ever seen him in that has disappointed me. Like, never. And Tobias Beckett went from being like one of the two main reasons I went to see solo in the first place being Woody Harrelson and Donald Glover and like became maybe one of my favorite character, definitely my favorite character in any anthology film, but maybe one of my favorite characters in any live action star Wars movie, because like he has the mentorship mentality, but he has like the suave sophistication of like one of the goats, you know, Like, we never see him before. We never hear about him. But you can tell that, like, he's been doing this for a long time. And if he's if he's on the payroll of, like, Crimson Dawn doing special assignments, then he's got a reputation. Like, his quick wit, like, uh, um, I think it's Lando who's, like, Tobias Beckett. Like, the Tobias Beckett who killed Aura Singh. And he was like, well... I pushed her. I'm pretty sure it was the fall that killed her. And, was, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. That's legendary. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, his, he, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, all, I'm with yeah, you hundred yeah. percent on this yeah. one. And like, and when he's playing um, space chess with Chewie yep. and he's like, think, do you want to make that move? Do you want to make that? You made that move. All right. <laughs> I, I guess I'll just have to destroy that little guy. You know, I'm not even afraid of a Wookiee. <laughs> it's like his, yeah. his, his confidence and like the only thing I guess I could like really do without for his character is like the like really showboaty, like pistol twirling stuff that he does. That was so dope. I mean, like it was, it was, I love that. I, I personally am like, there's a level of 
like old western style scoundrel pistol pistol twirling that's like sophisticated and badass and then there's like you cross a line where like you're doing a flip every time you shoot somebody you're like <laughs> you know doing this action you're like a professional yo-yoer and oh, and great. i'm just like it, it it was it it was a little too much for me but like that's my one biggest complaint with how they made his character but other than that like he's just there are so many moments in that movie that i just smile i'm like first of all the writing for tobias beckett is really awesome second of all woody harrelson is an incredible actor like maybe one of in my opinion like the most underused underrated actors in hollywood like he does a lot of stuff i think the only thing of his that i was ever like ah that was interesting was his cameo at the end of the venom movie when he's like there's gonna be carnage and i'm like oh god (laughs) (laughs) that movie's gonna be bad but i hope it's self-awarely bad like the first venom movie was bad and they didn't know it but it was good because it was bad and i hope if they make the second one they realize yeah the first one was good for a lot of bad reasons so let's lean into that and just make it like as weird and off the wall corny as possible. Sorry for that side note, but Beckett is. Oh, oh, I, I need to just interrupt and say real quick. I hope everybody knows that there was a sick, evil, sadistic part of me. They cannot wait to make Spencer do a review of Venom. There's going to be carnage, or let there be carnage. I honestly, I would love to do. (laughs) I would love to do a review of Venom because, like I said, that's like I, I don't even hate watch it. I like. I watch it when I want a movie that makes me laugh for bad reasons. No, I mean, let there be carnage. Like where he, where, uh, like Woody Harrelson is like the co-star playing. Uh, he, is carnage he looks like acid. a clown. He's got like that red <laughs> Afro going on. I'm like, dude, where does your faintest bait? Like, did they confiscate that when they incarcerated you? Oh my God. Spencer, whatever, whatever you, you need to Google the set photos from let there be carnage. Cause he looks even worse. Oh man. Um, but but no. Beckett, Beckett is my number one. If I had to pick a number two, because also he's awesome, it'd be Embo. Like I can't yeah. get enough of that guy. Like, first That's of all, good. his overall demeanor, his like again, the suave, sophisticated yeah. confidence. Yes. Like with w- with his little like helmet thing that yeah. he does. And even like I just love the way he sounds. Like his language yes. is it's like it's like made up Latin, you know, the way he says certain words and he like flicks his R's and it's just like I watched it. I watched it behind the scenes one time with Dave Filoni explaining how they came up with with like the language for Embo. Basically, it was just like Dave Filoni really intentionally reading his daughter's French book poorly and just like completely butchering the pronunciation. And they were like, that actually sounds pretty cool. Let's, let's like have somebody voice that for Embo, and he's just got this really cool. It it you can tell that as far as linguistics goes, like the uh, what is he a uh, uh, Kyoto or something like that, his species. But you can tell that Embo's species linguistically falls under like the umbrella of the space romantic languages <laughs> that like that just like are really nice to listen to. Space romantic languages. I like that. I just love Embo. He's great. I can't get enough of Embo. I hope he shows up in Bad Batch. That'd be kind of a stretch, but like that'd be cool. 
Yeah, it would be. Yes, it would be cool. I and Embo was one of the ones that I thought about. My favorite, back to Beckett. Uh, my favorite Beckett moment in Solo was uh, when he's up in the, you know, freaking Paul Bay Bettany's uh, room, and he's like, he he just shoots everybody, and Bettany's like, he's like, I, what are you doing? And he's like, thinking. And I want to be the only one with a gun while doing it. Like, <laughs> it's like this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's great. That, I Miller, I that is my favorite. Be- that line is like, I want to be the only person in this room with a gun while I'm thinking. Everybody, be quiet. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Even his death scene is inc- like y- you cannot hate Beckett by the end of that movie. Like, even though he ends up stabbing Han in the back and like trying to make off with the score himself. Like that little showed off is like, I hope you're still paying attention because I'm about to teach you the most important. Yep. And then like as Han comes over and with his dying breaths, one of the things like the first thing he says is you made the smart move, kid, for once. And I'm like, no, he's still his mentor. Love how they made I Han shoot first, but was like it killed him to do it. Yeah, because you, well, can, you can tell Beckett even says he's like. Ah, I was going to kill you. That was good. Like yeah. just the fact that he's he, like, I would have shot you dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I remember Spencer, you were talking about the line with uh, Lando where he mentions, you know, the man who killed Aura Singh. Yeah. I remember <laughs> he, it, was, it was you, me and Alexis seeing solo opening night. And when he says that, I remember the, like, like the, the audible, like uh, <laughs> 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 that you and I both did. Um, at that bit. Oh, hi, hi, Chris. <laughs> Hello, that horse. Sorry, Chris. sorry. I don't know why Chris don't is. Pretend that was an. I don't accident. know why Chris is there. Don't even pretend like that was an accident. Um, I, <laughs> I, I just, I love that conversation that they have. Um, and just that little nugget that again, it's for, it's for the, 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 the sweaties who know who Ara Singh is to go like, uh, he what. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Fred, even better, he got close enough to her to push her off of something. Yeah, and that's like an automatic credibility establisher. Like we don't know anything about Tobias Beckett, but like in the first half hour of the movie, we're like, oh, he killed Or Singh. All right, he must be pretty awesome then. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, I guess it's my turn. It's your turn. I, like I said earlier, I am a Jedi Sith Force user guy. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite things about the new canon is the fact that this is the pretty much the first time I've gotten super invested in characters that weren't Jedi, Sith, so on and so forth. Yeah. One of which being, I kind of love Lando Calrissian now. <laughs> How could you not? I always liked Lando. I always like went, yes, Lando, iconic, legendary character. He can't use the force. He doesn't have a lightsaber, not my cup of tea. <laughs> now, does this have something to do with <laughs> a certain writer, director, producer, rapper, actor uh, who plays his younger counterpart? Maybe. Um but just because it's childish Landino homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Um, <laughs> I love, uh, I, I love Lando in the current Canon. Um, I like a lot of his appearances he's made so far. Um, 
you know, his his mission in the Battlefront 2 campaign is hilarious. Uh, the fact that just Lando is like that all the time. <laughs> That's just, there comes a point for him where I think he, I think Lando's in like in Solo, like with Childish Landino, he's kind of putting on an act a little bit with like all the suave, oh, everything you've heard about me is true. Like, I don't think it's quite legit. Just poker yet. face. I yep. think by the time we get to the Empire Strikes Back, he is completely committed to that kind of behavior. Like, I don't think he knows any other mode than like, I'm going to try to sleep with Han's girlfriend in front of him. <laughs> you old like, smoothie. I don't, think, I don't think he knows anything <laughs> other than that energy past a certain point. And the fact that like he is in the heat of battle on Sullust and is just... Hey, Shriv, is there room for two in this ATST? Who <laughs> <laughs> he is as a person at that point? It is so good. I love that. <laughs> like you know, we're, it's like we're on, a, we're on a covert mission. You hear Shriv and like in the ATST, he's like, "Did you have to wear the cape?" <laughs> he's like, "There's not room for you, me, and the cape." Oh, I like to wear my capes. You know, like that's just his setting. Yeah, I think. Time. One of my favorite Lando moments in Solo was uh, when Kira's trying to put out the fire on the Falcon. He's like, oh, that's a oh, custom that's piece. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, I'm pretty sure. No, it's Beckett that walks in on Han and Kira. It's been so long since I've seen Solo. I got to rewatch it. I Same. love everything there. I love, I love seeing Lando past the point of like being able to give a shit in Solo. Like by the time his arms all messed up from getting, you know, uh, from getting shot on solid or not solid on Kessel, uh, the way he just has his arm in a sling and just like clearly wants to do bodily harm to Han, but only has one hand at the moment. <laughs> uh, he's he's just so goddamn charming, and I've I've come, I've come oh yeah character. I was surprised by how excited I got for the Lando show announcement. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm really, really, really hoping it's Donald. I'm really hoping it's Donald. It needs to be Donald. Glover. Oh yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I I can't see anybody else doing it but Donald now. Oh, even though my favorite Lando moment is uh, Return of the Jedi, where he's in the Sarlacc pit and like Han's like half blind and he's like a little higher, a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were blind. No, uh, no, 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 I can say a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> that whole conversation because this goes back to almost like sitcom. Oh yeah, type jokes where it's you know like I thought you were blind. Like there's this there's a there's a there's a uh, type of humor there that like normally Star Wars is a little bit more slapstick. Where he's like you know that that whole inter- inter- interaction and again the newer canon. Is also they can making- make that joke with Jarek on the sitcom. They can make that. Joke yeah, they with make Jarek canon, which I wouldn't mind if they didn't. <laughs> but listen after after 40 minutes ago doing the kyle katarn in the verses i don't want to talk about Jarek anymore <laughs> i don't want to think about Jarek. um but no i this the new canons also made me love han solo yep like same well and as a scoundrel i like more i, I like han solo I more i don't love him yet I, like nobody dude, picked Han because like he's he's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, yeah it's too and typical. For, and that's the we thing. We gotta be unique. Though, 
I I don't think I ever would have like considered Han in my like top twenty <laughs> Star Wars characters pre Disney, but between his characterization in The Force Awakens and in Solo and in the Battlefront Two campaign and that again that mission with him, it made me love Han, mm. which was like felt weird. <laughs> um, because again, he was just, just never the type of character I really gave a damn about, um, until recently. And yeah, it's it's the easy answer to say Han Solo. Yeah, it is. Um, but I don't I don't think he's a scoundrel. I think he's the OG scoundrel. He's he's a scoundrel. He's a protagonist. He ain't no scoundrel. You can have scoundrel protagonists. He's a good guy though. Afro. Yeah, I mean, in Solo, I feel like you got, but she's in it only. You, for you her. got the, you got the like feeling that. Sorry, Levi. What? That's okay. Han I, Han loses his edge, right? He's he's in it for other people, or he's in it for Leia. I mean, yeah, it just goes to sh- exactly. I mean, that's he acts. He has this like ability to act like he's not, but he totally is. It's the way he was in Solo. I mean, that's that's where you got that character development from was Solo. Like, he, he acts like he's all about himself and being the big dog, but when it comes down to making the right choice, he always makes the right choice. He's never not. Mm-hmm. And he always burns criminals. He, like, burns bridges with all of them because he doesn't care about them. He thinks they're all scum. That's why he had the Kanji Club and whoever after him. It's, he doesn't really care <laughs> about them guys. Gang. Yeah, the Guavi and Dev Gang. Like, he doesn't care. I don't know. I calling the yourselves movie, the death gang and thinking but... you're the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with his own spin-off, I guess he'll count as a scoundrel, but without that, I I wouldn't count him. I'm wondering well, with this Lando show, when does that take place? I mean, like I would love it if there was some sort of Alden appearance because I mean they did sign him on for three movies. They might rearrange that contract and bring him on for some cameo action. Who knows? Yeah, those contracts are all really interesting with how exactly they'll play out. Um, however, I do, I, I am going to add one more person uh, to the mix here. We already talked about her a little bit. Legends Aura Singh is fucking terrifying. <laughs> in the Clone Wars and in canon, you'd think she's just your run of the mill bounty hunter. In Legends, she's an ex Jedi who Grievous style hunts Jedi for sport. Oh. On top of the whole assassin racket. Loved her. Loved her fight with uh, Sherad and Asherad Het. Oh, wait, that's right. She fought Ayla Sakura at one time. Yeah, she I, I know she fought Ayla, and she fought and killed uh, Sherad Het and has a very, 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 very gruesome fight scene uh, with Asherad, uh, also in the old Legends comics. And <laughs> she's definitely a favor- favorite of mine because I like force-wielding scoundrels. I like, you know... What about Ventress? She kind of yeah. ends up becoming in the bounty hunter mercenary I, racket. I was considering her in my brain. That's yeah. I mean, like you start. I'm like feeling like you're talking about her as you keep talking about force sensitive wielding. I I just don't see enough of her during that that period. Right. That's the nail in the coffin for me on that one. Well, Dark Disciples. She's she's doing the bounty hunting and everything. Uh, She's in that mercenary racket. There's a whole book 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, a lot of it's just we don't get this experience, a lot of it in like its fully fleshed out form that like clearly Clone Wars wanted to have. Plus, Dark Disciple is kind of hurtling towards her committing herself to the light. Like, I, I'm kind of with Ventures, I kind of fall into the camp you fall into with Han, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, but the whole point is that he stops being a scoundrel. With Ventures, like, the whole point is, is that, like, she wants to take up the light again. True. And how she's that, that, like, that's kind of the crash course she's headed on. Um, but because Star Wars doesn't know how to do uh, redemption without death, she's extra crispy. Um, but yeah, Lando, Han, and uh, Legends Ara Singh are definitely my picks. Uh, also, for a minute, that applies to Kyle Katarn, who first a series uh, for March. Check it out. Uh, but he also cuts himself off from the Force for the most of his mercenary doings and only becomes a... Technically speaking, Dark Jedi, uh, whenever he thinks Jan is killed by Dasan and his groupies. Is Corrin Horn ever a scoundrel? I love Corrin Horn's story. Love that guy. I'm not sure. Okay. I would hesitate. Just because you're from Corellia doesn't make you a scoundrel. Right. (laughs) Or you could say it's a prerequisite. Not not every person from Corellia is a scoundrel, but every scoundrel's from Corellia. Scoundrel, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Let's see. So I mentioned that I had a couple scoundrels. Uh, all right, and one of them was Embo, so I don't have to talk about Embo. Fact that he like, I am gonna mention him snowboarding on his hat. Yes, <laughs> that's dope. Hilarious. Uh, but all right, Hondo, Hondo Naka. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he's the yeah. I can't believe no one actually said anything about Hondo. I was actually expecting Spencer to Mister mm-hmm. Clone Wars Encyclopedia over there. Hondo's good. Hondo's good, but I'd say he might make my top five. Okay. Maybe Hondo's good, but he's not. I, he's not Embo good. I he's love it. Good. It's a change of pace. It's a change of uh, feeling every time he's on screen. He gets down a door. Kenobi, right? <laughs> Hondo's more of like a, a scoundrel with his mouth than he is with his like his skill with a blaster or or like his mercenary right. capabilities. Because he's not a bounty hunter. He's just a pirate. Pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that still means he's in it for him. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm not arguing the fact that he's not a scoundrel, but like, it's just so funny he's not because a he's gunslinger. Yeah, he's compared a to yeah, compared to anyone mentioned, he's he he would get his butt kicked by any of them except exactly. talking his way out of it, you know, or having an army yeah. behind him. Oh, exactly. Of all the weak way. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and and he has like some semblance of a moral compass, right? He helps you yep. too. True. Yeah, K- Katuni is the is the um, Adi Galia little child thing, mm. and yeah, yeah, he has a sweet spot for the little ones. He always humorous, like I, I forget the bar, but like some the bar, the line. Um, <laughs> season five or se- season six, he, he's just he's done with the Jedi. <laughs> like any time the word Jedi pops up, no, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, you know the Jedi. 
I whenever um whenever I was watching The Mandalorian with my little sister and like we we all knew like the Ahsoka episode is coming. I sat her down Thanksgiving break. I sat her down and I was like, we are going to do like a greatest hits of the Clone Wars. So you are ready to meet Ahsoka. <laughs> and every we hit. I did not realize the sheer amount of Hondo episodes. Because like in my mind, I'm like, man, we're probably going to end up skipping completely over Hondo Onaka, aren't we? And we had like two or three arcs that are just nothing but Hondo <laughs> that I was yeah. not expecting. Like, you know, between Dooku captured, um, the, Maul the, uh, on Florum. Felucia. Yeah, Felucia, and then the uh, the, the the gathering arc. Um, uh, love Hondo. I love seeing my little <laughs> sister's like reactions to him. Yeah, she's like, "Who is this guy? Like, he's just <laughs> you know, pro- he's a professional goof ass." Mm. And that's <laughs> he's a goof. Yeah, he would fit very well in in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes, I want way. to see Hondo and I'm quite and the fan. I know, like I'm the odd one out. I think Guardians Two is way superior, and I. Ooh. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. No, sir. We can hash that out a different time. Yeah, Absolutely. do that on the main Absolutely. show. Yeah, not on here. Oh, it's fine. You know, I, I, having been the Galaxy's Edge, um. That Hondo animatronic is horrifyingly <laughs> like real. It's 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 terrifying. Would there... you say it's on the the level of Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> no, that is, that is trauma no child forgets. <laughs> no, I, when I say terrifying, I don't mean like it's bad. I mean like it Scary moves. It's, good. it's so good. It's yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that, like, I'm looking at this thing moving, and I'm like, if I didn't know that was a robot, I think that was somebody in Weekway makeup. Um, favorite Hondo line has to be the uh, the uh, whatever Maul calls them a bunch of like insolence. In- yeah, insolence. Yeah, we yeah. are pirates. We don't even know what that we means. We don't even know what that word means. Yeah. Oh, greatest Hondo line that ever. Was the best. That's. So and it, it, <laughs> yeah, I'm just he, thinking he, about it now. It was so good. It right? was really good. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a hilarious scoundrel who doesn't fear much and has leadership skills. It, I think he deserves to be mentioned on on this episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. was a. I mean, it's a really good pick. I think we were thinking, like most of us are thinking, like badassery plus being out oh, for yourself. Yeah. And Hondo is literally just out for himself, but the badass part, like, yeah, he's just a mouth. The guy is hilarious. He talks his yeah. way out of everything or into everything. I and mean, he's he's freaking great. He's awesome. He makes a living doing it. Yeah. It's and really good. I have to mention Tag and Bink. Son of a bitch. Tag yeah. and Bink Should've deserve seen this to be coming. mentioned here. Because <laughs> they're not you can't really count them as Jedi. They suck. Right? And then uh they, they just for their own sake, trying to get back, they, they screw up time. <laughs> goofus and, and gallant ruin time, but it's just goofus and goofus. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, but there was a part of me expecting you to go like full deep cut uh, and talk about that like horrifying like Jackson. No, the the meth mouth Gungan from the Wii port of the Force Unleashed. No. Meth mouth. Nah. 
Do you think I'm wrong? Google, I think his name's like Keith. I don't know. A E E F E. I just was laughing at the meth mouth. Yo, that's exactly what he looks like. One of his eye stalks is shriveled up and shit. <laughs> He's gnarly. He's a, he is hard to look at. Um, Cleef. Cleef. I was yeah. close. Cleef. Cleef. Yeah. Google that, everybody listening. Uh, have fun with the nightmares. With that, I think we've reached the end of this week's episode. Uh, Connor, where can the lovely people find you, my friend? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana. They can find me on Instagram at ConmanJFO. And they can find both me and Dan Miller, admin in the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook, Tal Swift for short. We're a Facebook group that is dedicated to positive, constructive, and respectful conversation in the Star Wars fandom, something you don't really see in this fandom all that often. Good shit, my friend. Levi, where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at Levi underscore bomb. Uh, I love how abrupt it is. Spencer. You guys can find me on Instagram at Spenceman Cosplay and on Twitter at Spenceman49. Dan? Okay, okay, we're, we're just, okay, we're doing it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm shut <laughs> we're popcorning here. You okay. can find me at Stay on Target 42 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, Stay on Target 42 is Xbox. It's everything. It's my brand name, I guess. <laughs> and you can find me at Broaxium as well on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all the heavy hitters. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been great. Oh, it is great to have you on. Yeah, this was awesome. I'm glad I finally got to to meet you on on an actual uh, episode. Feelings mutual. Yeah. Uh, yes, like I said, it's always a great time to have Dan on. Uh, ties run deep. Shit goes back all the way yep. back. Um, um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dark Shadow Twenty Five Fifty Two, and find the Nerd Academy podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on our website www.thenerdacademypodcast.com. I've said some real incriminating shit. Um, and if you're feeling oh so generous, you can check out our Patreon. Uh, speaking of our $10 alumnus, thank you to Case and Breon, the Waffle Wizard, Delta 9. Guess who we shall be seeing later. Uh, Case and Breon, Delta 9, Zach Canals, and the Waffle Wizard. You guys help us produce the content we love to make. Yes. Love Check you. out the $5 tier of the Patreon where you can hear Spencer and I deal with the latest episode of the Knights of the Nerd Republic versus series, Kyle Katarn versus Darth Malgus. We have our next episode of Heroic History 101 coming up, which is going to be Volume 1 of Nick Spencer's Captain America, Sam Wilson, not my Captain America. That's the name of the run, not my opinion. And we have our audio commentary tie-ins for Nerd Academy Movie Club uh, up on the Patreon as well. And if you'd like to support the Nerd Academy podcast even further, you can check out our Tee Public, which is linked on our student store on the website, where you can get all manner of Nerd Academy goodies like this lovely pillow. Ooh. Yeah, you can get pillows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can sleep on us without sleeping on us. 
I'm gonna. Reti- I, every time I tell that joke, I get a reaction and go, "Okay, that was the one that makes me want to retire it." And then I just forget to come up with a new shit joke about our merch. <laughs> with that, thank you so very much to Daniel Miller and all our friends Absolutely. over at Braxium. Uh, Love you all. Thank you all very much. We are honored that you have joined us, and may the force be with you always. always.